Hey there, Tolkieners. Welcome to Keep On Tolkien. We're here for the holiday special. Thank you all for joining us. My guests this evening are Danny J. Hello, hello. Shut up. And Joel N. Hello. You shut up too. We're going to be asking <laughs> the questions here. The audience is in control tonight. And you know why? Because you guys are drunk as fuck and you cannot make decisions for yourself. No. It's true. So, I can't. Yeah, no. Like it's, it's beyond. I am not responsible for it. What have no. you been drinking? Um, a lot of malt liquor. I thought. <laughs> I originally okay. thought my plan was I was like I'm gonna get two forties in a bottle of bourbon, and then I was like I'm gonna drink the one forty and then dr drink bourbon and then sip on the other forty. Okay. But now I'm like halfway through the other forty, and I'm just fine. Just you just. I'm fine. just. Gonna, just gonna I don't need it. any whiskey. I was gonna say I don't know where you're going because that you did exactly that. <laughs> Except for the whiskey. I left the whiskey out. The thing oh. is, I didn't do the whiskey. Gotcha. What was the rule you told me about earlier? If somebody says they're not going to drink something, you have to make them drink it. So I have to drink the probably whiskey. take at least a shot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. I, right. I've been going at that whiskey. Have you had some whiskey? I have. Yeah, I've, I've uh, had. Yeah. We're going to take We're going to You are our driver here. Our yeah, you're well, driving no, the The show. audience is the driver. Oh, <laughs> I'm like the conduit. <laughs> He's of the, the conduit. Driver. So he's yeah. got to be a little bit okay. Sober. As long as everyone listening is sober right now, that means we're okay, or the we're majority okay. of you. All right, yeah. you ready? I'm drinking this, Evan Williams. Do it. Bourbon. Well done. Go. Cheers. <laughs> so right. I hope you guys are all having. A good holiday. Yeah, I hope you're drinking plenty of eggnog. The good eggnog. The good shit. You know, the one we're talking about. The one that your uncle brings. Yeah, and hopefully your holiday is evergreen, you know what I'm saying? Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're yeah, we're having fun. Yeah, we're having we've we've been uh warming up. So to speak, it's yeah. cold outside baby. for a while. It's cold outside. Yeah, it's cold outside. It's actually relatively yeah. warm. Today. Yeah, it's actually super <laughs> fucking nice. Yesterday too, it was it's really like nice. Forty yeah. degrees and sunny today. Yeah, yeah well, if, you're, if you're listening from a place in the world where it's not like forty degrees Fahrenheit, which I don't know what that is in Celsius. Do you? I sh I wish. Who I the did. fuck knows? Forty degrees Fahrenheit is it's it's pretty cold, but not too cold. It's uh, just above freezing. Yeah. A good way above freezing. Yeah. A lot of people would call that cold. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't. I'm wearing shorts. We were literally standing outside smoking. I was wearing shorts. Yeah. Shorts and a shirt. I was kind of blown away. I was wearing a, I was on a coat and stuff, but I'm kind of a freeze baby. Yeah. You know, well, that's why we baby. started uh, getting this liquid blanket going. Yeah. It's working. It's working pretty well now. Let me it tell you. It is working. So for our holiday special. We thought it would be fun to answer your questions. Yeah. So that's what we're going to do, guys. <laughs> so that's what we're going to do. But case in point, that's what we're going to oh, do. Oh, and uh, our <laughs> host today is oh, yes. our good friend Tom. Yeah, our good friend Tom. Yeah, what do you, yeah. What do you want to be known as? You can pick a, a stage name if you want, Tom. So that actually brings us to our first question. Oh, that's a good okay. segue. All right, all right. That you didn't right. even know you were doing. Jump oh, right all right. Let's it. get right into that first question, dog. <laughs> let's just hop right in. All right. Let's dive in. Dive. Let me let me find it. Holy diver! Isn't that a song from the eighties? You're asking the wrong person. I was, one of my favorite parts about our podcast, Joel, is like. I come up with random pop culture references and I bounce and they them off all of you go and Joel over goes, my head. 
I'm not sure. And what what I think it creates is a lot of our fans out there are screaming at the podcast. You know, I wonder. How do you not know this, Joel? (laughs) I wonder if that frustration either makes people leave, (laughs) or maybe it invigorates. I think they enjoy it. Okay. I uh, people seem to enjoy our podcast. It's fucking weird. Do you enjoy your podcast? I do. I, I listen to it while I drive sometimes. You listen yeah. to yourself while you drive? Well, because I want to like, make sure the episodes are, are tight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> They're tight. Have like you ever have you tried to go back and change something? Ha- or here's a question not for really. me. Right I mean, no. never, You've no. never, you, okay. Have you ever wished you could? Um, yes. yes. Of yes. course. Yes, because yes. there are a few complete inaccuracies that I know I've said. Like yes. what's, what's made one or two true. of them? Um, there have been a couple times where I referenced the end of the first age wrong. You I referenced kept, it like yeah. you used the yeah, wrong yeah, name. Yeah, so because uh, I'd always describe the changing of the ages as when the f- the f- the physical like geography of the world changed because that happened a couple times. So at okay. the be- in, at the end of the first age was the sinking of Beleriand. That was the end of the first age. That was a huge event. Like an entire part of a continent was gone. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then something similar to that where tough a very times. large island sinks when Numenor is gone. I called that the end of the second age, and that's false. But it's not true. That's not true. That's like mid-second age. That's like, yeah, that's like almost in the in the middle, and it's like the, um, the end of the second age is the fall of Sauron. Yeah, the end of the second age is the last alliance. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, so uh, yes, yeah, th- little things like that. Uh, we've said some things that are completely false. How how many would you wager? How how misinformed is your audience due to your unethical practices <laughs> of Tolkien journalism? I can think of over a handful off the top of my head. I say we're in the nineties for accuracy, though. I gotta yeah. say, yeah, Nin- yeah. in the ninety mm-hmm. percentile. Yeah, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah, the, and that really That's helps. An it really helps that there's two of us too, because yeah. I'll yeah. say something and he'll check me. Yeah, and he'll be like, good. no, wait. <laughs> or he'll say something and I might check him. Sometimes it, it'll hold up the uh, recording of the episode because I'll say like, I'll be like some uh, like outlandish shit like uh, Sam was known as Branazir in the in the in the uh, Shire, which means half half wit. And he was like, really? And I was like, yeah, I found that. And he was like, <laughs> oh, really? I'll have to look that. And then we have to like stop for a second to make sure we're not the other person's not just fucking making things up. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's good because there's two of us, you know. Have any of you, either of you, intentionally, knowingly made something up? God, like, fuck no. it, I don't know the what? answer, so I'm just going to make it up. No. no. You never come, like, you can't remember someone's name. She's so like, yeah, it's fucking. No, I've no. never done that. Respect someone, your audience too much. That would be mean. No. Yeah. That's like the Book of Mormon, where you just make shit up. <laughs> I'd be way too scared understand. to purposely say something not, false. I feel not like the book, would. the Book of Mormon, the the musical, right? Oh, I'm not trying yeah. to talk shit about Mormons. Of course not. No, yeah, the, the musical by Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Yeah, yeah. Where he just makes random things up about Mormonism. That, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a I wouldn't do that, man. I was saying it's unethical. I'm hoping to get tickets to that when they come to town next. Oh god, it's so funny, Joel. I just saw it this last year. He just saw it real? a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah. my god. Awesome. I'm the only one here that hasn't. Okay, it's great. Yeah, man. I'm sorry, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> I was asking basically if you were liars. Which oh, is, we're not liars. Yeah. No, we, we try uh, to be liars. incredibly honest. I don't Yeah, no, we try as hard as we can. I feel that's accurate. part of the reason why people like us is because we're pretty honest. Like if yeah. we don't like a character and shit, we'll talk shit about that character. Yeah, the like, sons of Fane or assholes. Yeah, they're dicks. They're wow. complete dicks. Okay. It's a good thing I don't know any of them, I guess. All right. So thinking of uh, just getting into the Tolkien world and uh, placing yourselves into it. Also, I want to call you a funny name all night. Okay. So uh, this first question comes from Claire. 
<laughs> who, who was on this podcast yeah, before. Yeah, she was actually yes. one of our guests. Yes, she was. I know that because she is my wife. <laughs> because she is. <laughs> Shit, you know Claire, dog? I That's do. crazy. No way. I do. Um, shout okay, out to Claire. So hey. she wants to know. Yeah, shout out Claire. Uh, she wants to know, if you got to change your name to one from the Tolkien universe, an existing name or one you made up, what would it be and what would it mean? What? Okay, I have a... I, have I will a, I will do my best to call you by this name for the rest of the night, so a, make it good. A right off the bat answer. A right off? Right off the bat answer. <laughs> oh. <coughs> okay. Turinbar. Oh, you dirty little bastard. Is the most badass bastard. name in the history of Tolkien. And it means Master of Doom. Master it's the greatest, yeah. Okay. Because that's the first one that came to my mind. Yeah. God. Master of Doom, dude. Damn it. And that's like uh like when uh it's one it also leads to one of the saddest lines when she says Master of Doom, thy own doom mastered. Yeah. Thy own yeah. doom mastered. Yeah. Oh happy to be dead. Oh happy to be dead. Farewell, twice beloved. That's a, is that a quote? Yeah, that's from the children of Horn. She and then she jumps off the cliff and kills herself. So it's really uh, great. It's a happy story. So okay. yeah, it's a, it's a holiday themed episode. You know? It's probably the happiest story Tolkien's ever written. There yeah. is a death in the Christmas story. I mean, yeah. well, I mean, I just meant that was more like a it's popular to kill yourself around the holidays kind of joke. It's a popular. <laughs> it's like super fucking in this year. God. We hope everyone Jesus. is doing well. Yeah, we hope, honestly, if you're not doing well, please, please seek help. Yeah, reach. What's the? Do you know the eight hundred number? Uh, there's, dude, there's an emergency, uh, there's like an ER for mental health in St. Paul. I don't know what it's called, but it's over uh, there. Yeah, I definitely know of it. Yeah, so check that out. Go go, go over there, guys. Get yourself checked. Oh, so. For suicide. Holidays are fun. So you totally took Tuimbar, which is probably one of the yeah, coolest what's your fucking stroll? names. Well, the next coolest name that I can think of that I would try to take is probably Felagund. Oh, yeah, dog. Hewer <laughs> of Caves. Hewer of Caves. Hewer? Hewer. What's a Hewer. Like someone who digs oh. to hew. So he, so he makes caves. Yeah, he's a hewer. He of caves, hewed bro. a bunch of caves, dog. Dude's a yeah. hewer. All right, so Joel is, what is it? Furigund? Fellagund. 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 So are you going to call us that from now on? I might just call you Master of Doom. Righteous. And hewer. Okay. No, that works. Hew for short. Huey. I'm Huey. Huey and Doom. Huey, Huey Doom in the news. <laughs> Huey Doom in the news. Damn, I'm drinking a lot of this Cult 45, dog. Yeah, definitely. I've Keep been, going. since we've been talking more, I've been drinking more too. It's great. Yeah, oh. it's so good. It goes down so smooth. So tonight's sponsors for alcohol, by the way, are Colt 45 Muller <laughs> and Evan, Evan Williams. Williams. Evan yeah. Williams. Pure one hundred percent Kentucky. Bro. We're having a classy holiday. Yeah, this is a real working class holiday. This is yes. under thirty dollars worth of liquor oh, is- and a McDonald's coffee. Oh yeah, yeah. this and, is blue collar Tolkien and a uh, <laughs> nice bottle of Tums to top it all off. That's, Dude, well, yeah, I would awesome. love to have a Colt forty five with the professor. Man, I think he would oh, love. Yeah. I think he would love Colt 45, dude, because it a, goes down good, so easy. Uh, a good pipe. It he loved his. Drunk. He loved his pipe tobacco. Yeah, dog. Okay. Next question. Next question, please. <laughs> uh, next question, please. <laughs> Can we refuse to like? You know, like, can you some, pass? like politicians, can we refuse to answer questions or can, can we, we plead? The can, I'm going to, I'm going to, at one point in this fifth. time, I'm going to give a politician's answer where I don't answer the question, but I say a bunch of stuff. Okay. Mm. <laughs> I'll try to call you out when it happens. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Let's get to know you guys a little bit better. You've probably answered this in your podcast before. 
Okay. But just so we have it for the record on an official Q&A, sure. how old were you when you first read Tolkien? And did it blow your mind the first time you read it? Oh, for sure, man. The first time I read Tolkien was, uh, it was 2001. So I was uh, 10 years old. Mm. And my friend Sam gave me a copy of The Hobbit. He was just like, he was like my nerd. Because um, I never had, I grew up with all sisters and no father to speak of. Mm-hmm. So like I, I never had like a, a male impression in my life. Okay. And so that was my friend Sam, like as soon as he came in. And he just happened to be one of the nerdiest dudes around. So oh, okay. I, I learned everything about Star Wars and, and you know, and uh, reading. He really got me into, he helped me get into reading as well. Nice. And uh, yeah, but he gave me The Hobbit one day and he's like, yo, you should read this. It's yeah. really good. And they're also making movies out of The Lord of the Rings. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So that's one of the other questions, actually, you can feed into this. Okay. Did you see any of the movies before you read any of the books or yes. did you read all the books first? No. No, I yeah, I had seen all the movies first. Okay, you saw all the movies before you read the books. Yeah, Likewise. I was I was Likewise. behind. Same too. Okay. So I was like, when Fellowship came out, I was reading The Hobbit. Okay. When Two Towers came out, I was reading The Fellowship. Oh, okay. So you're like one behind. One behind the whole time. Yeah. Do you think it made it easier to process? Do you think it made it easier to process the book, knowing that you like since you'd seen the movie because you kind of knew what to expect? Yeah, I think so. I um, it yeah. helps yeah. envision some of the scenes, especially because he because gets really the movie into is, the, the and scenery. I, and I think it's because the movie's so good. Like if it were yeah. a shitty adaptation, right? Yeah, you know, The Hobbit. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, but like if it were a shitty adaptation, it would be one thing. But like it's so fucking accurate. Yeah, that like I mean, even down to like how shit looks around you, like yeah, is yeah. described. You know, yeah. like it's a whole like it's like a video. It's like fucking. Tolkien designed like is so shit. His shit is so insane. It's like a, a video game design. Yeah, more than a fucking story. It's you really know immersive. I mean? like, yeah. Very immersive. Yeah, yeah. That was a big point of it. Yeah, mm. he really liked the immersion. <laughs> right now, was that a good answer? This is, I think that's a good answer. I think you get points. I don't. <laughs> okay. I don't know what the points are. Should I give points? <laughs> yeah, you should give points. Five hundred points Sweet. for both of you. But uh, yeah, it's a so tie. You, it's now a competition. By so the way, how old were you points. when you first read the, the Tolkien though? Like, so I, uh, I hated reading yeah. growing up. It was a, a a pretty big problem with me. I hated it. I was forced to read and like grounded to my room for hours on end till I'd read books and do book reports. It was shitty. So I really hated reading growing up, and I didn't read on my own until late in high school. That's when I read The Hobbit. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was after the movies. I definitely saw the movies first. Okay. What's, yeah. What is your favorite of the Lord? Obviously, the Hobbit movies aren't in contention for any of the favorites. So yeah. what are your favorite of the Lord of the Rings movies? I say the same for both the book and the movies, and that's the Two Towers. Two Towers? See, I'm the opposite. I'm torn between the Fellowship and the Return of the King. In between the movies? Uh, the, the movies and the books. Oh, and the, book. the, yeah, two towers, the Two Towers film is the most Lord of the Rings of the films, I think. Like, it's... I, I don't know, man. I just think it's it's, it's perfect... It's heavily... It's Rohan he- heavy yeah, it's in a, the movie. But it's like a perfect snapshot of what those movies were. I, I just loved The Return of the King because it's it's heavy in both. Like, you get a good chunk of Rohan, you get a good chunk yeah. of Gondor, totally different uh, kingdoms of men, and then you still get a splash of, like, Hobbits and Gollum, and well, Gandalf I've, is back, and... I feel that the two towers was the least compressed of the books too. That is true. You think that's true? I think that is true. And the two towers by far, the movie had the best opening uh, prologue. Prologue. 
Yeah, that whole scene with Gandalf fighting the Belrog at the beginning of the Two Towers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's one of my favorite scenes in the whole trilogy oh, for yeah. sure. Man, yeah, it's badass. But I might, if, if we're talking about movies, I might have to go with the Fellowship as my favorite. It's close, but I think for me, the Fellowship's the most memorable. I think the Two Towers from is the most film fun. From a film standpoint, yeah, I'd say the Fellowship is the most iconic yeah. of the trilogy. It's like, it's also just kind of, it's because it's the act one. Like the act one of a team up movie is always the most memorable part. Right. You know? Right. Like when everyone comes together. Like Ocean's Eleven, the best part of that movie is when they're like recruiting everybody. Yeah. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. Like the yeah, heist yeah. is sick too, but the recruitment is the best part. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Seven Samurai, same thing. Mm. Yeah. Seven Samurai. Yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, what else? Reservoir Dogs. When you get to meet all the members of the team, like right? The yeah, it's all about all it's all about the backstory and everyone yeah. beating up. All right. So what? This question comes from Savannah. Oh, okay. In Minnesota. 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 Yeah. Mm. Uh, where would you most like to live in Middle Earth? Oh. Uh. So I'm assuming they mean anywhere in Arda, right? I'd take it as, yeah, okay. as Tol- in Tolkien's universe is how I'm taking that question. Okay. Well, I'll answer both. Okay. How about that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if it's just Middle Earth, it would probably have to be Osgiliath in the days of its glory. Why? Because it was the coolest city ever, man. And it had like the big seeing stone in the middle and like it spanned the river and it was like this, the city of, uh, of Elendil, you know, on the river. And like, I'm a big dude. So like, I, I really got into the Dunedain recently. Yeah. And I heavily identify with them because they're the tall people. Okay. <laughs> they're huge. <laughs> so like I identify with them. Uh, so I love the Dunedain. So like, the, yeah, probably Osgiliath if it's like Middle Earth restrictive. Okay. But uh, other than that, it would probably be Numenor. Numenor. The original kingdom mm-hmm. of the Dunedain. Yeah. It's basically heaven, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's it's heaven for men. Heaven for men. They set it up at the Is end there of... heaven for women? Well... <laughs> Did you mean hey. men like humanity? Or? Humanity, yes. God humanity. really does not sound progressive. Men in the, yeah. Oh, okay. It's not. We should, yeah, our Tolkien and women episode. We, mm. we got some hate for it. Got some hate yeah, for we, Tolkien and women? We got, got, we no, got a little, I wouldn't say hate. It was polite. No, no okay. yeah. Everything was polite. Yeah. We got some challenges to some of the views Ooh, yeah, in, we got some in the women in Tolkien which episode. Views, but, which views got challenged? Um, some people just didn't, uh, they thought we were being a little too hard on the professor. Right. Yeah, that was more or less. That was more or less their argument. It wasn't like that we were stupid or wrong or idiots or anything. It was more that like they thought we were being a little bit too harsh. A little bit too. Is that the professor that was like the two towers is about like men because the towers are dicks? When we say the professor, we mean J.R.R. Yeah, when we say the professor, we mean Tolkien. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. They think we're being a little too hard on Tolkien because we we, uh, basically talk about how the ba- one of the biggest criticisms in Tolkien is the complete lack thereof female characters, and most of the ones that are included, um, as we talked about in the episode, are more or less there to like help along the males' storyline. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Save a handful. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a few. Of course, that are there's not. exceptions. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. yeah, there are by far more male characters. It is a sausage fest. Oh, so the flack you got for it was that they think you were claiming he was too misogynistic. I would disagree. We even called him misogynist. Okay. <laughs> but that's a whole other discussion. We'll go we'll go to the internet for that one. We'll go to the internet? Yeah. Smash that like button. <laughs> like, <laughs> subscribe. Like button, put, put it in the comments if you think these guys are sexist. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. 
Next, oh yeah, sorry. I'll ask. Oh, yeah. oh, take your yeah, whiskey first, sir. No, if take, you want. take your whiskey. Well, it's I'm okay. going to take it while you guys get going on the next one. All right. Okay, so yeah, you guys clearly have an idea of how sexist or not sexist Tolkien was. Um, that's probably not what you would ask him about, though, if you got to ask him one question. So Savannah mm-hmm. also wants to know, if you got to ask him one question, what would it be? Honestly, oh. I was thinking of this the other day while I was driving because this is kind of like shit that I think about. I see. The, well, hang on, I just want to interrupt real quick. Okay. When are you asking him this question in his life? I would say like as I would say I'm asking him this as his, his uh, ethereal heavenly form. Like he's already lived his life. Okay, so like right now. Right now, yeah. Okay. So if I were able to communicate with him from the dead. Honestly, the, <laughs> the thing I would say to him is because like, especially because I've been reading a lot of the, I've been listening to the All Quiet on the Western Front, the, okay. uh, the audiobook about World War One. Okay. Honestly, I just asked Tolkien like, you good, bro? You good? Like, are you yeah. okay? Honestly, like just kind of give him a hug and be like, are you okay, man? Because like, I feel like he was, he was like damaged a lot by war. And the fact that his his universe is so detailed and so uh, escapist. That, I was like, going to say, it yeah. shows the escapism. It shows it. the escapism. And like mm-hmm. I feel like he did that to help deal with his grief mm-hmm. and with his struggle. And that's what me and Joel do. And that's what a mm-hmm. lot of people... It like, helped so many others. Helped so many other same. people yeah. do it in the dark time because of the escapism. Yeah. There's actually a good interview with Christopher Tolkien where uh, they talk about uh, J.R.R. being his stories being escapist. Yeah. And, uh, I forget exactly what Christopher's response was, but it was more or less like, uh, sort of, but it's, it's not so much to like run away from something. Mm -hmm. Uh, he's like, I mean, what's the, there's a lot of negativity around the, the idea of escapism. Yeah. He just kind of like put that down. Yeah. I don't blame people for escapism. I never did. I, I don't get people who do. Um, I think it sounds like a worse term than it really is. I think. Yeah. yeah. I feel like people use it as like a, like it's an opiate or something like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like rather than escape, everybody's got to escape. Like that's the human imagination. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, yeah, I think I would ask him if he was okay. I think, yeah, I think because like so, and, and, and just like, I don't know, a lot of people, is this the part of the show where we cry? A lot of people... You're going to cry for the entire next hour. Like, the, a lot of people, you know, like, Tolkien has saved a lot of people, like, with his work. Mm. And, like, oh, yeah. I think he saved himself yeah. with his work as well. Mm. Name 50 people you saved. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it me 50 times? Does that count? Yeah. That, 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 that <laughs> it's a feel-good moment. That count. If I could ask him one thing, I would ask him... Um, if Maglin was actually based on somebody he knew from the war, I don't know why fucking traitor. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's such a specific character. I I don't know. It's really weird to Mm. me. And I, I would, I genuinely wonder because the fall of Gondolin was one of the first stories that he, he started writing about, Mm. uh, what he made middle earth. Basically one of the official, like within middle earth stories that he made was the fall of Gondolin. Mm -hmm. And he made that, I think while he was in the trenches, right? Yeah, or yeah. shortly after. Yeah, he shortly was when, after. I think it was while he was He was recovering. on sick leave, yeah. He was yeah, recovering. For, for shell shock, which is what we call today is PTSD. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And so I was like, I wonder if that... Because that character is just so specific to me. I don't know why. I wonder if 
that was I feel like a real person. A lot of characters that are dicks in Tolkien are very specific. Like, so I think, like, if I were to revise your question, okay, would it be like, okay. is are your dicks in the stories based off of real life dicks? I like, suppose because that could extend to like the Sons of Feanor. The Sons of Feanor, or like, they sound like, they like uh, fucking Cyrus from uh, the Children of Hurin, the guy that Turin breaks his jaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that? Do the women of Hithlum uh, go as deer only clad in their fur or whatever the fuck he and says? And he throws the goblet yeah. at his face. Yeah, like are those dicks based off of real people? I, I could see it. Yeah. But I also want to ask him what he was going to do with the Fourth Age. That's what I really want to ask him. Hell yeah. Did he get cut short in writing it? Well, there are some things about the Fourth Age that are known in the early Fourth Age, like kind of who's left. Like when they leave Middle when Earth. When they leave. Um, like what kind of happens with Aragorn's reign and his sons. And his sons. Reign. And we know that there's a dark cult of Melkor that comes back. Like that's a, that's a specific detail. Okay. Yeah, he it? wanted to start writing that, but I think he decided it was too dark. Yeah. And then oh. abandoned it. Yeah, because he didn't. He never really got into it. Because like me and Danny have mentioned before, that the, one of the common themes in Tolkien is that evil never dies. Evil never the lies and dies. deceits sown by Melkor in the beginning sprout dark fruit throughout all of all the ages. Yeah. And like, that's one of the main themes that we see in Tolkien is like evil is just as part of everything as you and me. <laughs> like it's, it's, yeah. we're that inseparable. It's like the force. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The force. Yeah. Or I should say the mm. force is like, yes. Yes. Yeah. Evil was in the creation of the world in the song. Yeah. Melkor fucked up all three themes of the song. He mm-hmm. put evil into everything. It's in the very fiber yeah. of the world. Of the world. Itself. Can't burn toast without toast. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Was, was that a good answer? I feel like we're just Let's rambling. ask the audience. We are, we're rambling a lot. We have <laughs> Smash so that many, like button. Let us know in the comments if you like that. We have so Smash many questions like left. Yeah, we do. We have approximately uh, 4,700 questions. <laughs> Some of these, uh, there's a few of these I want to do later in the night after this more drinking because they're very fucking existential. Okay. Yeah. We're going to, uh, that's like a teaser. That's called foreshadowing in the biz. Dun, dun, dun. In the biz. In the biz. In the business. Mm. Which, yeah, in the business. In the business. Mm. All right. So this one comes from Dan in Minnesota. All Not right. Danny. This isn't you. This isn't right? me. This isn't you writing yourself. <laughs> no, my I, might, I might know who this person is, but I don't think it's me. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I know it's not me. You know? I'm pretty sure. Well, we're going to find out after the question. I don't drink Shit. that much anymore. Okay. <laughs> uh, was Winnie the Pooh a simplified version of Bilbo Baggins? What the what shit? My, okay. Yeah, my I've comment in my notes for this is just that. like a giant LOL. I don't <laughs> I, I love never I, thought about that, but I love this question, but here's the thing. Who's Piglet? I think that Winnie the Pooh predates Bilbo. Does he? If I'm not wrong, I believe the house on Pooh. Can you look that up for me, I'm gonna, Tom? I'm gonna look this you're up. the least drunk. I'm gonna look it up. When did the Pooh <laughs> stories come about? Because <laughs> if they I think that Maybe Bilbo is actually a version of Winnie the Pooh. Really? I didn't oh, know man. Winnie the Pooh was that old. Because I think Winnie the Pooh... So 1926. Yeah, it predates oh. by 10 years, dog. Oh, shit. 26. Yeah, dude. So that would be impossible. So technically, Bilbo is based on Winnie the Pooh. That's our final if answer. If there is a connection. If yes. there is a connection, it would be only that. 
Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> Velmo is based on Winnie the Pooh. Do you do you believe this? Oh, you know what? Hold on. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, because Tolkien had been telling those stories to his kids for a while, but it's not like somebody secretly took Tolkien secretly took Tolkien's bedtime stories and made Winnie the Pooh or something. Yeah. Just with audio device, like listening. <laughs> I'm listening. Yeah, no. Yeah, it would definitely have to be Winnie the Pooh inspired. Inspired? Do you think Winnie the Pooh inspired Bilbo Baggins? No. No? Not really, but I love the idea of it. Yeah. And I, I definitely see where they made that connection. <laughs> um, oh, for the asking Tolkien one question thing, I just wanted to also give a shout out to Haynes Hannes from, from Sweden. From Sweden, he Hans. also asked that question, but I only mentioned Savannah and Minnesota. But he also, oh, he also question. asked the same yeah. question. I just want to make sure we shout out Hannes, Hannes, Hannes. Cool. Hannes. Thanks for listening in Sweden, man. Yeah, my uh, my people come from there. I'm Swedish. Yeah, a lot of people in Minnesota. There's a shitload of Swedish people here, dog. So if you want to come to Minnesota, yeah. like we'll take you up north and shit. <laughs> That's true. Where they like it says Velkomen over everything. It like, does. It's, it's all Swedish and Norwegian. There's up like there. Swedish like sister cities. If you go yeah. north a little bit here, yeah, yeah, there is. There are some yeah. city. There's one city um, where all the street signs are in Swedish. Yeah, we drove through it at some point, like on our way up to Duluth, maybe. It's yeah, kind of on the way. Yeah. So. uh in conclusion, come to Minnesota, man. We love Swedish people here. We're yeah. all Swedish. <laughs> I, my wife and I actually did our honeymoon in Sweden. We went to Stockholm oh, and nice. to visit. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was awesome. I heard it's awesome. We love Sweden. The subway is amazing. All the subways there are like covered in artwork. They're either oh, really? like huge, painted, everything. Different installation pieces, lights. It's fucking beautiful. It's amazing. Nice. Scandinavia is just... Yeah. They got their shit They're together, above man. everybody, yeah. Yeah. They know what's up. That's the real first world there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was a little concerned about like, because I'd never been to Europe before, right? And so I was a little mm-hmm. concerned about the diet and everything. But dude, they just have burgers, fries, and pizza everywhere, man. Yeah. It's like fucking nice. Yeah. And like, in, unless I'm wrong, a lot of them speak English pretty well. Oh, right? yeah. If yeah. It, You know, we we took like classes at the ASI down here in Minneapolis before we uh, left. Oh, yeah. There's like a whole Swedish institute here in Minneapolis. Yes, there is the American yeah. Swedish Institute. Yeah, ASI. Yeah. That's what you just said. Yeah yeah. 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 So we went and we took like lessons before we went over there so we could try to speak the language. Mm-hmm. She was much better at it than I am. But yeah, whenever <laughs> we tried, they were just like, yeah, we're just going to do this in English. Like, thank you like for trying, I guess. But oof, yeah, yeah. Just tell, well, just tell a, me what okay. you want. Yeah, it's all right. yeah. A generational thing too, though. Like everyone who was our age, maybe a little older, a little younger, all spoke English. But the next, like you know, if they were like maybe fifty-five-ish, sixty-plus, yeah, yeah, they were like no, and they were kind of mad that oh. we couldn't. Yeah, yeah. It's one of one. It's just one cab driver, really. Well, Hannes, I hope we're saying that correctly, by the way, too, Hannes, sir. Yeah. Um, I hope you come to Minnesota one day. We'll show you all the Swedish shit. Yeah. There's a place called Sweet Hollow. Oh, can Sweet I tell? Hollow? I'm going to give three, th- 10 seconds on Sweet Hollow. Okay. okay. Dude, so in the middle of St. Paul, there's a little gorge that's called Sweet Hollow. And there was a village down there of all Swedish Americans. And they lived down there in like shanties. They were fo- poor as fuck. And they lived down there for a long time. But it's, it, yeah, it was like a Swedish village within the east side of St. Paul. Oh. And it was like kind of autonomous and like there's still people there. They um they kicked them all out using eminent domain. <laughs> what the f- yeah, it's a, it's kind of a fucked up story about St. Paul. Fuck you, whoever did that, guys. Yeah, man. But um, yeah, Sweet <laughs> Hollow. There's a little. There was a little tiny Swedish village within our our city called Sweet Hollow. It's a really nice park now. It's a really nice park now. I like to smoke way there. Hey. <laughs> we did find I that heroin know. needle down there that one time. We. Did. We did find a heroin needle. Yes, down there. we right. did. 
And there were no we trash buried cans. it. Yeah, we there was no trash cans, so we buried it. We, we were buried like buried it real deep. We can't let kids come across this, so we buried it in the earth. <laughs> <laughs> who who do you who would you bury in the earth for the tragedy of the Hobbit movies? Who would I honestly? It keeps me awake at night that I don't fucking know who know. is responsible. Yeah. Like, is it Peter? Because I love Peter Jackson. Like, I don't it blame would be, Peter Jackson anymore. I definitely used to blame Peter very hard, but I think it was then, way. I've, yeah, I think it was way too much pressure from the studios. Well, and I feel he stepped in after Guillermo dropped out. He stepped in to just be like, keep this shit from crashing. Right. You know, yeah. like, mm-hmm. I don't think he wanted to do it. It was more, yeah. Taking over as director for those movies was kind of taking one for the team mm-hmm. at this point. Okay. Also, somebody let me know if Mortal Engines is good. I don't know if I want to see it yet. Let us know in the comment section. Yeah, comment Smash section. Smash that like button. Smash that like button. Smash, Smash that like. Um, well, no matter if you did figure out who to blame, Sarah from Minnesota wants to know what villain from any movie franchise, book franchise, whatever, <laughs> would you sick on that person or persons <laughs> in order to exact your revenge? And this is a thinker. And this is the one where you're going to think of something and in an hour you're going to come back and think of a better one, I feel like. I'm just trying to think of something brutal and cruel. Um, I would give them... I would probably drop them in the... Is it Sarlax? Snarlax pit? Star Wars? The Sarlax pit, yeah, from Star Wars. Where you get digested for slowly, like 5,000 years? Yeah. Slowly, yeah. Um, that's a good answer, Joel. Good answer. That's like a family feud. Good answer. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck. I feel like I just want them to like feel the same sense of loss <laughs> that I feel. Mm. You know, you'd probably mm-hmm. have to like kill their family or something. Well, like I feel like Freddy Krueger would do it because Freddy mm. Krueger. Okay. He can like pretty much manipulate you into thinking everything. So like I yeah. can, he can scare the shit out of you. Like I want. Yeah, that's my answer. Freddy, Freddy friggin' Kruger. Kruger. Okay. Yeah, Robert England. Do you have a nightmare in mind? How about the one where, uh, do you remember it's in Freddy 3 in the, the Dream Warriors where he like makes a puppet out of the dude, like pulls his, his like ligaments out. Oh my God. And like makes like a disgusting like marionette with him and then he jumps out the hospital window. That's the one. That's the one. Okay. <laughs> That's really specific. That's out good. of all the Freddy, I've seen. So a lot of people don't know. Um, I'm I'm like a huge horror nerd too. Like Tolkien yeah. is my shit, but like that's a, a horror cinema is like one of my other passions. So. And we're actually trying to start a sister podcast to this one mm-hmm. about horror cinema. Why, why is it a sister podcast, not a brother? Because it would be me doing it. It's, it's oh, why is it not a brother <laughs> yeah, podcast? Yeah. Fuck it. Let's call it a brother podcast. Brother, why? Because it's a racial thing. You got to be like, it's oh, your brother now. It's what? my brother now. Yeah. I'm painting you in a corner here. How about, yeah, you're just, <laughs> he's, trying, he's trying to pin racism on me. Yeah. On my own podcast. Yeah. He's trying to make me out to be a racist monster. You're literally the master of doom. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can we pause for a second? Yeah. I want to get some water. Yeah. I got to pee. Okay.
back into it. We're back from our urination break. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's basically what it was. We all had to pee, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, organizing the questions. No, no, it's okay. I'm enjoying myself just fine. All right. If you were going to, oh, this is what Scott from Minnesota wants to know. I was Scott. excited about this question. I almost burned right through. Is like not calling him out, not shouting him out. Sorry, Scott. <laughs> Scott, this is Scott Pearson. This is Scott, Scott Minnesota. Yeah, this is totally this Scott, is Scott Pearson. Pearson. <laughs> yeah. His first name is Minnesota. Scott Pearson is our good friend. We wrote the Dunedin song for him. Oh, nice, dude. Yeah. I guess that was, that's me. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's me. I guess me. that's me. <laughs> No one knows what it's like to be the dude. If you're listening to this and you haven't heard that, we dropped it on the feed a while back. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Let us We're know in the comment section if you like it, smash that like button. If you smash like it enough. Like so here's the thing. I've been thinking about writing another parody song. You should. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's ridiculous, though. What is it? <laughs> it's Creed's Higher. Oh, yeah. But it's about Throndor the Eagle. Oh, nice. Throndor, take me higher. (laughs) (laughs) To, what was it? To a place with seven names. Throndor. Can you take me You should do the whole song from the perspective of Hoover. That's what it it was. It was literally, the song is, (laughs) are we talking about this on the Christmas special? Why not? The song. The song is from the perspective of who are in and who are, and they're saying, let's go there. Yeah. Let's make, what's, uh, oh, fuck. No, it's, it's, let's go there. City of seven names. Come on, let's go there. All right. All right. Just a sneak peek for now. Yeah. There we go. We'll have to, uh, everyone loves Creed, right? Who doesn't? Who doesn't love Creed? Except maybe Jesus. Except maybe mm. Jesus. He doesn't like Creed. Apparently he Scott like Stamp went crazy. Did you know that? Yeah, I've heard Creed. <laughs> I've heard Creed. <laughs> Dude, I remember his VH1 behind the music. He was like getting drunk all the time and living in a closet. It's very memorable. That's sort of what we're doing right now. Yeah. Uh, we're kind of in a closet. We're sort of in a, we're in a small world. Yeah. There's a mirror on one side, like a, we're getting drunk. either a yeah. fitness studio or a porn set. <laughs> with a large yeah, mirror. In case you guys mm. don't know, we don't have a, a studio. So no, yeah. no. That Patreon money hasn't rolled in quite, <laughs> quite that thick yet. So well, we've got like a, a room dungeon. in, da- yeah, there's a room in Danny's house that's, I don't know, like I think it's a three size. It's about three sizes time, twice yeah. the size of a walk-in closet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, we've got a table in here. It's great. Yeah, it's right next to the modem, so we can hardline to the internet. That's it's pretty great. sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Scott from Minnesota would like to know. Okay, Scott, we love you. Thanks. If you were going to cosplay as a character, oh. who would it be and why? Hmm. I will probably answer uh, Tom Bombadil because I've already cosplayed as Tom Bombadil. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And he's just a really fun character to cosplay as. You get to be a super jolly guy yeah. mm-hmm. wearing like a, a blue coat and a hat with a feather in it. And you're just always fucking happy and <laughs> dancing around and singing gibberish. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's a really fun character. Yeah. Hmm. 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 
I'd ask to do I'll, the, uh, I'll have to throw some pictures up of uh, me yeah, and, you me should. and uh, my girlfriend Mallory. They do uh, Goldberry and uh, and Tom Bombadil. Yeah, it's, we it's did awesome. uh, cosplay nice. Goldberry and Tom Bombadil. Yeah, <laughs> definitely post that, man. Uh, yeah, I probably <sighs> do because I own the Ring of Berry here. I bought it. I purchased it for the a lot, a lot more money than I should have spent. The on. actual one from the fictional universe. This one. Oh shit! Oh, I'm showing it to him. Yo, right this now. is legit, dude. It's super. You legit. can't see this on account of this is radio. It's yeah, it's radio, but it's, but it's, it's legit. It's silver and this everything. This ring weighs like 20 pounds. Yeah, dude, it's awesome. So I have the ring of bear here, right? Yeah. So which means I can cosplay as at least 16 chieftains of the Doom Die <laughs> simultaneously. <laughs> I mean, you've got the height at I, your uh, advantage, and I'm a dude. I'm super tall, so I can be yeah. any Doom Die ever. Got the dark hair too. Yeah, uh, dark hair, dark eyes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a dude. You're basically, like Aragorn. I'm a dude, except I'm probably IRL. gonna die super young. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike the Dunedain, yeah, unlike, unlike the, the Dunedain, Dunedain. they live forever. Uh, they live long, yeah. right? Yeah. Not they forever, a, but a long. They time. have a lifespan in the third age. It's like twice that of regular men, yeah. maybe three okay. times. But originally, it's like two to like three to four. We times, are probably yeah. gonna have lifespans about the th- a third of regular men. Not three <laughs> <times>. <laughs> the opposite of a Dunedain. Yeah, the opposite of a Dunedain. <laughs> Uh, Savannah from Minnesota wants to know who would you cast yourself as in Lord of the Rings? Oh, like what player, what character could I play in the movie? Yeah. Fuck, that's a really good question. Joel, go first. I'm an atrocious actor, so I'd probably just go. I feel like Pippin would be a pretty easy character to do. You just got to be like stupid and silly, right? Because he's like Mm -hmm. the teenager of the group. Yeah, just like basically insulting this dude's craft. Whoa, no, I don't, oh, no, I don't mean to insult uh, the actor that played him in the movie. He did a fan fantastic job. Fucking what was fantastic. his name again? Billy right, Boyd. Exactly. His Billy name is Boyd. Billy Boyd. Nice. Yeah. There you go. Shout out to Billy Boyd. Um, shout out to Billy Boyd. We know you're listening. Love you're, Scotland. Yeah, Scotland forever. Independent Scotland. Whatever. You know, I don't know what people say, but we love Scotland. Scotland. It's a cool place. I've never been, but I hear they have scotch. One of our favorite <laughs> teachers in high school is Teddy, from Scotland. Yeah. Oh, Miss O'Neill. Miss O'Neill. I hope she's listening. She's maybe she's hands listening. down probably one of the best teachers I've ever yeah. had. Influential as fuck. I loved her. I love influential as fuck. Yeah, I love Miss O'Neill. <laughs> she encouraged me to direct that movie and shit. Like she's in the credits. She, she, like her name is in the credits. Really? Yeah. Oh hell yeah. Who would yeah. she play in the Tolkien universe? Who would she play in the yeah. Tolkien universe? Galadriel. Who would uh, Miss O'Neill? A Scottish so she's like Galadriel. she's like five foot tall. Okay, she's Scottish. Uh, I think she would play a good the lady who works in the houses of healing in the Return of the King. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, that lady. I can't remember her name. Damn. Yeah. Well, who, right. who would I so, cast myself as? So you're Pippin. Okay. Uh, Boromir, maybe. Boromir. Okay. I think I could pull off Boromir. Okay. You could lust after the ring. Because I'm a highly flawed character. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You could find the inner conflict. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If anyone's curious about Boromir, refer to our character profile on Boromir. That hasn't aired yet. That hasn't aired yet. But we'll <laughs> but Smash the like button if you want to hear it. Yeah. Smash yeah, the like button if you'd like to hear it. Slash like. Know. Smash that. Speaking of smashing. We've never said that before. Now we're going to say it a thousand <laughs> times. In this Smash that like button. Sarah from Minnesota uh, wants to know, who do you reckon would win in a Jello wrestling match to the death? Gandalf the gray or Gandalf the white? And the- she, she specifies the movie versions <laughs> okay. of these 
characters. In in a what match? A Jello wrestling match to the death. Oh shit! Do, do, well, do Gandalf the Gray and White play each other to a stalemate? White's more powerful, right? I feel like well, White would yeah, be because powerful. Tolkien's racist. But I, right, <laughs> just <laughs> making sure. <laughs> I I feel like I feel like Gandalf the White would have to win because he's I, more powerful. So here's the thing. I feel that the idea that they're doing a Jello wrestling contest. Yeah, does Jello like affect the gray or the white one well, in I'm some way? Is that why she's mentioning Jello? If they've agreed to do Is a Jello wrestling cannon? contest, I I think that they've also agreed to not use magical powers. I think that's what it's getting at. So I, w- okay. I would say Gandalf the Gray has it because he's a scrappy ass one, he's man. Scrappy. He's it's the true. one that fought for two weeks to fucking kill the fucking Balrog. Right? Oh, he's also just Mithrandir, you know, the Gray Wanderer. Yeah, he's gray he's wanderer, always son. he's always moving around doing shit. Yeah, okay. I gotta go Gandalf the Gray. Okay. If we're talking no powers, then no probably, powers Gandalf the Grey. N- yeah, no powers Gandalf the Grey. Okay. All right. And as we learned in that shafted episode, the movie versions pretty much are without powers. Remember that dude that th- says Gandalf's not magical enough? I, oh yeah, yeah. I agree with I that. do remember that. Yeah. Shafted. 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 Alright, we're gonna we're gonna get a little existential here. So uh Claire from Minnesota okay. uh wants to know. What actual positive things came from the creation of the Silmarils in your mind? To her, it seems like they just caused war and death. And I don't mean their inherent worth as pure objects. What were the direct causalities of their existence and what led to something positive? That is a difficult question. Well, well, <laughs> you could say that one of the only positive things that came from their existence was the potential to rekindle life in the two trees of Valinor. Yeah. Because the light of the two trees and the life of the two trees was uh, captured in the Silmarils, and Yvonne said that uh, she could potentially bring them back to life if they were to crack the Silmarils open. Yeah, and destroy them. And, and basically just potentially destroy them to bring a life back in the... But I, I, we all know that didn't happen. And other than that, almost nothing. Well, the light of the Silmaril helped... Uh, Rendil sale. Oh yeah, it helped do a lot of positive things. But I mean, without the creation of them and all that shit, he probably wouldn't have had to do that in the first place. Okay, I'm gonna be a romantic. Okay, and I'm gonna say that the Silmarils are so beautiful that they, by their own virtue of existence, they are good, right? They're made of something good, right? Purely so good. yeah, the fact that they exist is probably the coolest thing. Just yeah. in general. Their existence is pretty great. But they uh, so, so essentially the positive thing that came about through the existence of the Silmarils is that the Silmarils exist. Yeah, it's kinda <laughs> it's kinda like that a, their beauty exists. I would compare it to like maybe atomic energy. Like the atomic like splitting the atom. Okay. Like it was a super great idea and like it could have been the coolest shit ever, but it went awry. Mm. You know? <laughs> like it was misused. Mm. Um, I don't know, but also I'd say uh, the wedding of Baron and Luthien was a positive outcome of the Silmarils because that directly played into, you know, the story of the greatest love story of all time mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. It's true, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She also wants to know, if Iluvatar actually believed that mortality was a gift, why didn't he just make the elves mortal too? Why create children to suffer for eternity? She's been a little gluey lately. I was going to say, are you okay, Claire? I hope you're doing fine. We hope you're okay, Claire. Um, well, she's picking at one of the themes that we constantly throw out was like the inherent darkness of Tolkien. Yeah. The never mm-hmm. ending. That people don't give enough credit to. Um, 
That's a really good question. I think that... Repeat the question. If Iluvatar actually believed mortality was a gift, why didn't he just make the elves mortal too? Why create children to suffer for eternity? Well, because I, I think that the elves were more created as a sentient expression of the planet itself. Yes, okay. they were much more connected with the to earth. the earth and nature. They were meant to be connected with the earth. They're the planet becomes sentient. Yeah, and I think that men were like the travelers. Okay, like they were the ones that were there for the stay. You know, they weren't part of the earth; they lived on it. Yeah, they were there for a brief time, but they were shakers and movers of a yeah. lot of things. Okay. Yeah, exactly. But plants die. They do. But elves don't. Well, some plants do. I mean, I'm sure there's plants in Valinor that have been living for a very long time. Name one. I don't know. <laughs> the trees are killed. So I don't <laughs> I, shit. Man, I'm a lot more drunk than I thought I was. <laughs> yeah, the... Uh, Yes. The malt liquor is doing its job. Malt liquor. Do you, do you think that maybe it's like there's like a th- more of just a thematic choice as opposed to like a story driven choice maybe for the difference in mortality and how it preaches specifically to men as opposed to those fantasy things that are elves? More of a story choice versus a thematic choice? No, like that it was a thematic choice and not necessarily a story driven choice. Like how, like, I guess... It, do you think uh, most of the representation of like life and death and dark and light is presented through these characters in a way that's just a thematic suggestion as opposed to purely driven by the story? So I, I would say that in some sense, it's a good story driven uh, device because what's really cool about Tolkien is that there's like two completely separate histories happening at one time. Right. Like there's the immortal history that's going on. Yeah. And there's the mortal history that's going on and how they interact with each other is how some of the greatest stories Mm. in Tolkien take place. Mm. So I, maybe it's a story device. I know it's a damn good one, Mm. whether or not he intended it to be or not. I'd almost argue that there's three different stories because you've got the, the the mortals that are the men and everyone that stems from them. Mm -hmm. And then technically the elves are considered part of the immortals. Granted they can die. Yeah. But without, you know, special circumstances, they will just kind of go on and live forever. Mm-hmm. And, but I, I think like the Ainur, you know, Valar. Like and the Maiar, reckoning of the Ainur, yeah. I feel yeah, like that's a, a, I feel like that's a whole nother tier on a its hurt, own. A third category. Yeah. Because there was a lot of history prior to both elves and men. Oh, so. yeah, for sure. There's a whole bunch of stuff that went on. Yeah. So I, yeah, I'd say you're right. I'd say there's three, three different stories, three different reckonings. But it's, um, is it a storytelling device? Maybe. If not, it's damn good. That's what I say. Mm. 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 Okay, this is a very specific question. Okay. This is Tristan from France. Tristan, yeah, we love Tristan from France. Hey, what's up, Tristan? Bonjour. Bonjour. All right, so, yeah, I'm just going to read this because it's very specific. Um, Tristan writes... As far as I remember, there is a song in Lord of the Rings slash The Hobbit about Bree and a man in the moon who came down to enjoy the inn. Yes. And the man of the moon got so drunk that he could not wake up and leave the inn before the night's end. So my question was, many dot, 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 dots. Do you think the guy might be Tillian? The Maya? 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 Maya. That leads the moon. Generally, I can't remember whether or not he stops and uh, at the end of the night and has a break after his work, though, his tough work. But if not, I understand why he really enjoyed the night at the end. 
So I don't I don't know whether or not that that's true. If the, if the man in the moon is in fact Tillian, but I love the idea that's that fantastic that Tristan suggestion. made that connection. Yeah, mm. like the fact that that's what Tolkieneering is I all about, motherfucker. Tolkieneering, I like that's, this. Yes. That's what Tolkieneering is all the fuck it's like about. Theory crafting Tolkien. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like uh, like we used to come up with uh, with uh, our own theories of like who Bombadil was. Like I yeah, had yeah. at one point I had a theory that it was um, Tulkas. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, just random thing. Like who knows whether or not that's true or ever yeah, meant to be true. But this, still, this kind of speculation is what we live for. Um, I don't know, Tristan. I I feel that like you made that connection, and I never fucking would have in a million years. But like, I think the idea that like the Brelanders are singing like a folk song about something that may have happened like on the immortal level, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think that's a really cool idea. Because, I mean, yeah, I mean, the moon is actually guided by him. By a Meyer, yeah. And he does uh, go across the sky and, and go under the earth and take a break for a mm-hmm. while and come back on the other side. And we know already that Meyer liked to party. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Valar liked to party. Yeah. Everybody likes to party. That's what I like everyone, about Tolkien. Everyone yeah. likes to party. Yeah. Everybody Tolkien. likes to party. What are some other, like, maybe Tolkieneering type links that you guys have made? Hmm. Hmm. Well, a popular Tolkienering link that people like to make that I think is actually false. How about this? Okay. Is uh, people Call like to make the link that people think that the Arkenstone is the Silmaril. Oh my God, that one really that bothers Maedros, me. Yeah. Well, it was Madros that jumped, right? Or was it Maglor? It was Madros. It was Madros. Yeah. yeah. So Madros is is burned by the Silmaril at the end of the first stage, realizes that through all the terrible deeds they've done to fulfill the oath, he's forfeit his right to even touch the Selmworlds, and he yeah. realizes he's a terrible person. <laughs> oh, no. He commits I'm suicide. Awful. He jumps into a giant pit in the earth with the Selmworld, yes. and then, uh, you know, at the at the end of the first stage, at the end of the Selmworld, and they explain how all three of the Selmworlds, one ended in the heart of the earth, one ended in the ocean, and one ended in the sky. Hmm. So people think that the Arkenstone that was pulled out of the Lonely Mountain because they dug super deep, deep, deep down and they found what they I think they call it the heart of the earth. The heart of the mountain. Yeah. Heart of the mountain. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of the properties of the Arkenstone are similar to those of, of a Silmaril, of a Silmaril yeah. the, the way people lust after it. Mm-hmm. And people like to theorize that that's the case, but I really don't think that that's the fucking case. I said it's bollocks. Yeah. I mean, I just try to think of where uh, Maedros would have been when he leaped into this pit in the world. Alone it wouldn't have is. been. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't feel like that would have. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that's yeah. That's just a, a, a one of those Tolkien theories that I take issue with. Mm. So one of the things that I take issue with with Tolkien this is going to be kind of controversial. Okay. I hope it doesn't piss people off. Well, Merry Christmas. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Happy holidays. <laughs> um. Well, no, this is specifically Smash Christmas. Smash that like button if you like Christmas. Because uh, I think that the Tolkieneering, the Tolkieneers that say that uh, Tolkien is a Christian allegory. Oh yeah, I don't I've like heard that one. I don't like that business. No, no. Well, no, we already know that to be completely false because he despised allegories. And yet it persists. Would you agree? Like, it persists heavily. Yeah. But he has explicitly, and Christopher has backed up that he that J.R. Tolkien himself has explicitly said he despises allegory because he thinks it's lazy storytelling yeah and he doesn't like it 
That's actually Granted, one of, like there may be influences, obviously, from the writer's life that goes into the story. Mm-hmm. But Tolkien always avoided allegory. Nothing is meant to be allegory. He said yeah. that himself. Christopher has said that over and over. There is no Christian allegory in any of Tolkien's writings. Right. Period. And they, yeah, it persists among the Christian community, which is cool because, like, they want to own Tolkien because he's Catholic, and that's fine. Yeah, he was a very devout, very Catholic man. But, like, at the same time, you don't get to own his work because he was Catholic, you know? I I, I don't know. I I think they're mistaken in their uh, Tolkieneering. I agree Mm -hmm. with, I disagree with their Tolkien science. I'll put it that way. Mm. But, um, yeah, I, I. It's actually one of my favorite quotes by Tolkien is that he says like I despised allegory as long as as, as soon as I was wary enough to detect it or something mm. like that. Yeah. yeah, but that would yeah that would be a uh, for me a misguided Tolkieneering. Okay. Yeah. So lots of misguided. That's those seems like the more popular one. Yeah, mm. just more misguided. But Tristan's you think I, yeah. is a solid one, not I think a misguided Tristan's, one. Tristan's That's is, is, we is love yeah brilliant. we love this kind of speculation. Okay. This kind of thing. Like, I remember one time Danny brought up, uh, you know, what if Tom Bombadil was like the witch king of Angmar or something like that. Yeah. You know, all these crazy <laughs> theories. They're super fun. Like, the fact, like, when I first heard of the theory that the Arkenstone was a Silmaril, I was super pumped about it. I was like, no fucking way. No yeah. way, dog. Yeah. It is a really <laughs> cool connection to draw. But Yeah. Okay. Thank you for that, Tristan. That was amazing. Yeah. Mm. Thanks. That was good. All right, what is, uh, all right, so here's a bunch of like random ass questions. Like, these are more personal things, not necessarily Tolkien related. We're going to do some of those for like rapid fire. Yay, personal questions. All right, Savannah wants to know if you had a boat, what would you name it? If I had a boat, it would definitely be named, um, probably Vingalot. Vingalot? Vingalot. Is that a Tolkien is, reference? Yeah, that's Arandil's yes. ship. Okay. Or maybe. It depends on what kind of boat it was, because if it was like a clubhouse boat, yeah. it'd be A.M. Bar from fucking uh, from, from uh, Eldarion. Eldarion's his boat, like yeah. floating clubhouse, like yeah, uh, yeah. yeah um, if it's like a big old yacht, yeah. If it's a big old yacht, I would definitely call it A.M. Bar. Is that the kind of boat you'd want? A yacht? I'd, uh, yeah, you'd I'd want, want the A.M. Bar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'd probably you? just get like a puton, uh, <laughs> a puton, a poutine <laughs> boat, poutine. <laughs> A, pon, a pontoon boat? boats. I'd probably just get a pontoon boat and, ma- and name it Vingalot. Yeah, yeah. Vingalot. All right. Get a poontoon. Or, 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 or uh, oh, wouldn't this be funny? It's just like a, a ship that looks like the Tillyri ships, and it just says "Remember Lascar" on the back. Oh god. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Um. What is the most awkward party you've ever hosted or been to? Oh god. I think me and Joel have the same answer for this one. Um. So Wisconsin? let's start. Yeah, okay, let's start off with the okay. most awkward party we've ever hosted. Okay. How about that? And that was the party? chili party of... <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> we have never discussed this when we both said it. <laughs> the chili party. So me and Joel, I don't know, this is r- around when we started smoking a lot of weed, so I don't know if this was, like, a good idea. It was fall time. And we me and thought it was a great idea. Yeah, and me and Joel were like, you know what we should do, dude? We should invite all of our friends, and we'll just make a fuckload of chili, and we'll just listen to music and eat chili all day. And, like, okay, so me and Joel decided, like... Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's make a bunch of chili. We'll probably do it in a park for space. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but uh, pretty much nobody showed up. Nope. And uh, we ended up, I ate 
So much chili. Oh, we made so we made a huge <laughs> pot of chili like the day before. We went out to a park and we started like a fire on one of those little grills and like heated the chili. Okay. And it was like at a pavilion. We're like, all right, everyone knows and we'll see who shows up. And it was like a couple of our friends, like the only friends we had. Yeah. And like a couple two, of my sister's friends. Two or three. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of your sister's friends plus your sister. And that was about it. Yeah. And we had chili for days. And we had gallons and gallons of that <laughs> shit. Gallons. <laughs> Yeah, dude. We, so the chili party, that's the most awkward party we've ever hosted. The awkward, most awkward, awkward party we've ever been to is me and Joel both signaled originally the party we went to in Wisconsin circa 2012. Uh, might have been a little earlier. A little earlier that. than that. I think it might have been 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. So we, there was this party that was happening at a farmhouse out in uh, somewhere in Wisconsin. Somewhere in Wisconsin. Yeah, it was through some some friends we had some in high school. And they weren't like, I, I'm not going to like malign them or anything, but like they weren't the crowd we normally hang out with. And like, they, so they invited us to this party and we're like, all right, cool. We party now. Super, so this is around the time we started drinking. Yeah, started and drinking heavily. We kind of hit the bottle hard when and we, we started hit it. drinking. We were, yeah, we were... Rambunctious. Rambunctious. Yeah. So, so a night of drinking for us at that point in time was like a bottle was of, like a of 101 proof turkey. Uh, wild turkey. Yeah. Maybe a half uh, a bottle of Grey Goose. Maybe a bottle of Grey Goose yeah. and maybe some other like whiskey and, and beer. Some beers, yeah. yeah. And we'd kill at least yeah. the turkey. Yeah. Well, I should say you would, <laughs> I would kill yeah. the turkey. 101 wild turkey, yo. Woo. Um, but yeah, so like, so we're like, cool. Like, let's, uh, let's go to this, you know, this crowd we normally wouldn't go to this party. And we're like, you know, is it BYOB? We need to bring our own booze or whatever. And they're like, no, we've got booze for everybody. <laughs> we're like, cool. So we just drive out there. It's uh, me, Joel, and our friend Joseph and Aaron. And we drive out there. And uh, so we're like, all right, cool. We get in there. We're like, where's the booze? And we go into the kitchen and there's, I don't know, how many people were there, Joel? 12 to 15 people? Yeah, I'd probably say at least 10 or 12. Yeah. And... Uh, there was one bottle of vodka and a six pack of Labalt Blue. I should say, by the time we got there, the bottle of vodka had about a third of it, yeah. uh, maybe Come a quarter. On. Yeah, and this is like there's a lot of people there, and so like for me and Joel, three people drink a whole bottle of whiskey. Mm. So that was like our party, and okay, so it's fine or whatever. Like we had a good uh, whatever, but and then we go out to the balcony and we're like, all right, let's if we can't get any booze at this party, let's smoke some fucking weed mm-hmm. so we we're like all right let's smoke some weed and the the host of the party bless her heart she comes out and she's like i got some weed for you guys that you could smoke Ooh. she hands us a big bag yeah and oh, it's it was- all pre-ground up shit oh. and we're like that's really weird so it's like maybe a half ounce of fucking like pre-ground plant matter yeah at least okay. a quad it was yeah. it was quite a bit it was in a sandwich bag and it was yeah. all gone. and there's a lot in there we're like all right well you must have planned to party <laughs> yeah tonight. you must have planned so you ground it up whatever so we pack it up and we smoke it and like nothing. we go through what like three or four so bowls like three or four oregano. bowls of it and nothing and we're 99 percent sure now that it was like oregano, yeah. oregano mm-hmm. or something, which is sad so that happened and yeah. then uh um, so you went to a party and there was no booze and then the weed was fake the week was fake. <laughs> Sucks. And then we, we finally left the, the party, party because we went into the bedroom and there was like this loft up there and they started jumping from the loft onto the bed. And then they You've been to a lot of bad parties. And then they broke the bed and then we were like, all right, it's time for us to go. Yeah, time to bail. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but that's probably the most awkward party. Me the chili all. party sounds wild because that's awkward because <laughs> no one fucking shows up. <laughs> yeah. It's a wild idea. 
Uh, that question came to us from Jackie in Minnesota, by the way. Thanks, Jackie. Thanks, Jackie. That was a good question. Thanks, Jackie. Yeah. Describe a time you screwed up big time, but no one ever found out it was you. Hmm. Oh, my God. Who does this question come from? Uh, I don't know if I should tell you because it might remind you of something to not say. And I feel like whoever wrote this question is trying to get you guys caught with something. Okay. It feels pointed. It feels oh, pointed. Interesting. It feels pointed. Now I'm really curious. Yeah. So about to be a whodunit up in this bitch. I don't okay. think I don't think this is ever gonna. I hope this doesn't ever. Okay. <laughs> this happened very recently. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> That's not a good. Thing. We don't have to do this one. No, this I'm doing this, this one because it's funny. He's okay. like, I'm doing it. Do so it. You're, admi- you're admitting guilt to something right now. Like you've already gotten right. away with this. I am admitting. I'm admitting partial guilt to something that I got away with. Okay. So you'd like to bypass your Fifth Amendment. So yes, okay. I. So I went to a wedding. At a fancy hotel mm-hmm. okay. in downtown Minneapolis. Okay. And it was a wedding for one of my friends that I've known for, for a very, very long time, and I love him very much. Okay. And uh, so these are people that I used to work at a restaurant with. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of them like the, the smoke of the weed, right? Shh, okay. So here's the thing. Yeah. I went out to my, uh, so this is the wedding reception. So I went out to my car, and I like smoked a little bowl. And I was like, cool, coming back in. So I went to the bathroom <laughs> and I walk in and there's some guys that I hadn't seen in quite a while. And they're like, yo, we've got these hash pens. And they're like in the bathroom. They're like, yo, you want to hit our hash pens? <laughs> and we're like, yeah, sure. So we like, we smoke a shitload of this, like this weed pen or whatever in the bathroom to the point where it's like foggy as shit in there. And then I was yeah. like, okay, I'm going to leave guys. I got to like meet my sister and girlfriend out there. And, and I was like, so I walk out to my sister and we're on the, like near the dance floor. And all of a sudden I hear like, so it's like, this is like a, a, a Latino wedding. And so like Latino dance music can get a little strange sometimes. Okay. So I was like, it's like stopped and like the siren went off. It was like, boo, boo, boo. And okay. I was like, is this the song? So I turn over. No, it's the fucking fire alarm, dude. Oh, no. So we're on the eighth. The music floor. was too hot. We're on the eighth floor, <laughs> right? The fire alarm goes off. The whole wedding party has to walk down eight flights of stairs. Oh, shit. Down to the ground. Oh, and no. And then the fire department comes. Yeah. And the fire department's like trying to figure out what happened right yeah and me and my friends are high as fuck yeah and we're <laughs> and we're like we're staring at each other like through this group of like i don't know like a hundred people we're just like looking at each other like no don't say shit and then like so my sister walks over to the fire department she's like i told my sister i was like dude i was just smoking hash in the bathroom <laughs> Like, I think this might be the cause. <laughs> and she was like, oh, my God, you guys are terrible. So she walks up to the, the fire department. And she's like, hey, they said it was the fog machine. Um, and I was like, oh, that's right. They were running a fog machine. They're not supposed looks. to do that inside. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my Clever. God, they're blaming this all on the fog machine. Maybe it was, though. Maybe it really wasn't so, your fault. There is no proof that it was our fault. Yeah, you just, you, but you <laughs> but believe. But I am just 80 and you to 90 percent sure that I got it. Yeah, we okay, got that right. was a pretty good story to tell there because yeah. it, actually, it actually sounds like you're innocent, but you just feel yes. guilty about it. I just feel very guilty That's about the, it. Yeah, you really, that was good. That was good. I <laughs> see what you. you did there. Thank you. That was yeah. very recently. Yeah. Good job, Senator. <laughs> nice. Yeah. How about you, Joel? Are you admitting guilt or are you pleading the fifth? Uh, or have you? You've just never lied. You've never gotten away with anything. Oh, that's totally yeah, Joel's false. a liar. Yeah. That's He's a totally scoundrel. False. Filthy scoundrel. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think of something specific. Um, 
but the liquor is definitely clouding yeah. my mind. If I think of something that I'm guilty of that I have gotten away with, I will I'll bring it up later. Let's move on to the next can one. I, can I say something that you might have got away with? Oh yeah, if you know something. Ooh, ooh, uh, dirt. You know dish. you know a lot of I things. I know a lot about you. Okay. As um, long as it's decent for the internet. Oh, this is good. This is kind of a downer. Okay. But you killed somebody's dog, maybe that one time. Whoa! 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 <laughs> Bro! No! Joel? I'm like, maybe he stole a candy bar. <laughs> maybe he didn't return a library no. book. And you straight up call him a fucking dog killer. Joel hit a dog with his car. It might have been a coyote. From work. I think it, it was a coyote, a coyote, but we're not sure. So I'm just saying it could have been somebody's dog. I could, oh my sure, gosh. Sure. It sure. Could have, it looked just like a coyote <laughs> and it was crossing the highway. It could okay. have been somebody's very dirty family dog. Its name Oof. was Rusty, I'm sure. <laughs> Rusty. <laughs> How come oh. Rusty never came home today? Because oh, Joel yeah. hit him on 494. I suppose you could say I got away with that. You got away with the... M- <laughs> I wouldn't say it was murder. It was <laughs> the dog slaughter. Joel got away with dog slaughter. Oh, man. It was an accident, though, right, Joel? In case anybody's wondering, (laughs) I was on an exit from one highway to another highway. It was one (laughs) lane, and I was moving at 55 miles an hour. Yeah. And a dog walked across the road. Oh, it's a dog now? I thought it was a coyote. Oh, Oh, yeah. A minute ago, it was a coyote. It was a coyote. It was a fucking pug. It It was a gray coyote. Dog, not a German They're shepherd. They're all canines. No, it was not a German shepherd. I screamed. It's like a fucking lassie dog or something. I s- Coyote. I screamed like a little girl. <laughs> I like jumped. All right, we're getting we're getting close to midnight here. All right, so I think I'm gonna do some like rapid you know, fire. Br- rapid no, fire. no, that we've actually gone through pretty much every question. Oh, okay. yeah, cool. we right. got through pretty much all of them. The only person we haven't heard from yet is Ella. Oh, Ella's our favorite. So. Yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna go with a few of her questions now because these are good kind of towards the end. Okay. Know? Which scenes from the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit movies make you either the happiest or the saddest when you watch them? So <sighs> I guess not necessarily like your favorite scenes. And this what is, makes this you is the f- books or the movies, but like what gives you oh a most yeah. emotional response? Yeah, exactly. Oh. From the books or the movies, yeah. I can say honestly without a doubt that I almost cry every time that Frodo said that Sam says, "Don't go where I can't follow." Oh, to yeah. to Frodo. Yeah. oh, that yeah. scene in the book is so sad when he's just standing there talking to the body, like saying, like, I got to go like this. Yeah. is Like, I have to. This is a part of our quest. And he's like, I'm sorry. I'll come back for you if I can. Oh, but they like kill that scene. Yeah. So hard. It's yeah, dude. Oh, that's so that's just super sad. Um, super happy. I really like um, the scene where Aragorn sings at the coronation in the return of the king where he sings the words that Elendil said. In the movie, mm. you know that part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that's like a very triumphant, like... It is. Uh, moment. There's like rose petals flying yeah, through the air. It's very beautiful it's and very beautiful. happy. Yeah. Is that like after most of the shit goes down? Yeah. yeah. It's like, like the, you know, yeah. no, you kneel to no one. That whole... Because that's the one that gets me every yeah, time. Well, you yeah, you kneel to no one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. That one's... Yeah. Um, yeah, that's fantastic. But the the part in the in the movie I'm talking about is where Aragorn sings right after he's crowned king. Okay, oh, he actually yeah, sings yeah. the words that Elendil said when he first landed in Middle Earth, and that was uh, that was uh, out of the great sea I am come to Middle Earth, and here I shall abide in my heirs till the end of time. Mm. But he sings that lyric. Mm. 
It's pretty cool. I like that. It makes me happy. Because hmm. it's like the, the Dunedain have like got their shit back together, man. It's like mm-hmm. the, you know, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, it's a, it's like a big, like, everything's come around circle. Yeah. Hmm. How about you, Joel? Um, I think I'm going to start off with the thing that evokes the most sadness from me. Uh, I almost cry every time I read or hear the lament of Boromir. Oh my God, Joel. It's so sad. Like I, so I've, I've read the books, you know, and every time I read over at the song, the lament of Boromir, it just tears me apart. And when I listen to the audiobook at work, uh, it's, uh, what uh, Robert Inglis. Robert does Inglis it, right? yeah. And he actually sings it and he does a real good job. Yeah. And, Oh, it, Tears some of the lines from that. So there's three verses, and the song, and each verse. It's the winds of the west. The winds of the different directions. They skip the winds from the east because the winds from the east are are coming from Mordor, and they're evil. And Gimli's like, "You've left the east wind to me. I won't sing of that." Yeah, but it goes between Aragorn and 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 Legolas, and they just sing about Boromir, like, "Oh, North Wind." Do you have news today of Boromir for he is long away mm-hmm. and uh, you know, no one's going to hear from him again. And Oh it, yeah. It's, it's, it's very sad. sad. And it's, it's like uh, me and Joel in the, in the Aragorn episode, we were talking about like, Hey bro, if I died in front of your eyes, how long would it take you to write a song about me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We talked about that. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's what they do. Like uh, Boromir dies like in front of them. Hmm. And then they write a song about it. Yeah, they instantly sing a song. Or like yeah. Gandalf dies, and they sing a song. They about sing a song him. about him. Yeah, yeah. But oh, this, so like, yeah, the, the lament cultural of cultural thing, man. The lament of Boromir uh, tears me apart every time. In terms of absolute joy, I'd probably have to go with basically the the opening to um, the Fellowship. Not the prologue, but just after the prologue, everything that happens with the Shire, the unexpected party, and all that. Yeah, all that. It's just blissful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The unexpected party is, is the Hobbit, but yeah, I agree. Uh, those, yeah, the, all that pre ring stuff. Yeah. For the ring comes and fucks everything up. Yeah. All the, awesome. basically all the, all the scenes in the Shire from the fellowship of the ring are, are invoke great happiness in me. Mm. Yeah. Savannah wants to know who is your role model within the Tolkien legendarium? Gandalf. Yeah. Far and away. Gandalf. Gandalf. I think Gandalf. It's actually like, so I have a problem like, you know, as you get older, things happen and like life gets sadder just mm. in general. And like when really sad things happen to people, I <laughs> I have a hard time not throwing Gandalf quotes at them. Yeah, like, I know. Because they're, do the they're the most reassuring. They're the most reassuring. Honestly, he has the most com- he's the most comforting character mm. about like fighting the the unknown. And, you know, I just love Gandalf. Like his quotes are amazing. So the last question for the evening Hopefully a good one to leave off on is going to be, what is your favorite quote from Tolkien? And that comes to us from Jackie from Minnesota. So thanks, Jackie. Favorite quote. So is this like quote from Tolkien himself or a quote from like Tolkien or uh, work? I take it. I guess what, whichever you like either. better. Yeah. Because okay. they're all from Tolkien. It's true. Yeah. The question specifically says favorite quote by Tolkien. That's all it says. So if I, if I had to pick a quote from all of Tolkien that I like to take as like my personal motto, it's probably my sign-off from the, the show. Hmm. Aure and Tulava, which is what Hurin shouts 70 times as he slays orcs and trolls. Okay. He says it, and uh, it means day shall come again. Hmm. And it's um it's reassur- reassuring in uh, all the darkest of times hmm. that no matter how dark things get, that uh, eventually day shall come again. All right. I like that. Um, 
What do you think, Cave Digger? Hmm, I prefer Cave Hewer. Cave Hewer. Cave Hewer. It sounds like the monster truck, like Grave Digger. Grave Digger. Grave Digger. <laughs> I'm trying to think, but I genuinely don't know. It would probably have to be something from the uh, unfinished tale that is the coming of two or to Gondolin. I think the descriptions of uh, when Tour goes through the rainbow cleft are probably some of the most gorgeous oh, things. Oh, in I've Unfinished? Ever read. Is that what you're talking about? In the Unfinished Tales. Sorry, right? I drifted off for a second, but yes. I, I just, <laughs> like, I'm a little bit under the influence at the yeah. moment. I can't think of anything super specific in terms of a Tolkien quote, but. Yeah, I really love the lays, and I really love the lays are so good. I I, I really love, um, like I said, that that bit of tour going through the rainbow cleft from the unfinished tales. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hear this, guys? Do yours too, Joel. Oh no, they're all empty. That's, That's the us. sound of empty forties. We have that just means I've drank forties, eighty ounces of malt liquor. <laughs> And I think yeah. that I think that brings us to the end of the question. Yeah. Brings us to the end of our drunken holiday special, guys. Thank you everybody for oh. writing in these questions. Yeah, yeah, thanks guys so much. It's been a lot of fun. This is so much fun. I am very drunk and I had a good time talking to you. We guys. hope we did justice to your questions. Yeah, I'm sure we did not, but I'm sure. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. Uh if you feel our responses weren't good enough. <laughs> Hit us up on social media or something. Smash that like button. Smash that like button. Let us know in the comments what other content you want to see, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All of the stereotypical sign-offs. Follow us us on Instagram, Twitter. Talk to us. Suggest Oh, and yeah. We'll be back back soon after after New Year's, guys, with uh, some new episodes. Oh, yeah. Fret not. Fret not. Fret not. We will be back. We Um, love you and we miss you. We love you and we miss you. And, um... Uh, oh yeah let's thank tom our host yeah thank you tom, hey, tom. this drunken christmas special was his idea yeah it's not a christmas i'm sorry I holiday christmas. special holiday special yeah, be, you know. let's be inclusive doug yeah. there's a lot of holidays happening right there's now. a lot of holidays and we're not quite right sure now. which one we're gonna release the closest to either so yeah like, we don't know mm-hmm. sometime in the end of december we should make a Tolkien holiday in December. Make our own thing. A festival for, like, like for the rest of us. Like festivals for the rest of us. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, I knew Tom was going to bring a festival. <laughs> to be announced. Tolkien holiday. Yeah. <laughs> but really hope you guys are all having a happy holiday. Happy holiday. And, and if uh, not, I hope this helps a little bit. And party, you know? Like, don't... Um, yeah. I know hanging out with family and stuff can be stressful, but... Just drink and smoke weed and have a good time, guys. Be safe, though. You know, be don't, safe. Yeah. Don't drive while you're doing those things. Right. But not too do them. Anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, have fun. Enjoy your holiday. Enjoy it in any way that you see fit. I would say that. Yeah. Provided good. you do not infringe upon the uh, any other's rights to do so. Yeah. Well, yeah. well said. <laughs> That's a good way to have a holiday. That's uh, Patrick Stiggles from Titus Andronicus always says before the show, he says, enjoy the show. He's like, do whatever you feel the need to do to uh, enjoy the show, but don't infringe upon others' rights to do so. It's, mm. yeah, I, I love I love how Patrick always handles the crowds. Yeah, yeah. He, he does. He's always looking out to make sure everyone's having, you know, a good time and no one's, yeah. you know, being a, a jackass. Shout out, shout out to 
Freaking Patrick Stickles, man. We love that band. We if love any, you guys. If anybody knows Titus Andronicus, we fucking love that band. We've seen them like eight times and shit. We've, we love them. Yeah, anytime they come to town, come back soon. But Yeah, come back soon. Anyway, guys, this has been uh, Keep On Talking. Super Wasted. Holiday special. Woo! Woo! Thank you for joining us. I am Danny J. I'm Jolene. And our host for the evening, Tom O. Tom O. Oh. And uh, like we said every fucking time, man. Aure and Tudela.